0: You love
1: what you know, and you care for what you love. Hi, welcome to Nature Magic, a positive voice for nature from Ireland. Today, it is very exciting to be talking to Jenny Lloyd Strogas in New Mexico. Dr. Jenny is a biologist, researcher, and educator. Her passion is connecting people with nature, so they become stewards of our natural resources. She does this by helping parents get their kids off screens outdoors and learning about nature in their own backyards while building STEM skills and confidence. Her program, Nature Matters Academy, embodies the motto, you love what you know, you care for what you love. Through Nature Matters Academy, she provides STEM-based curricula and online programming to give parents the tools and resources they need to confidently get their kids outside and learning about the world around them. Welcome Dr. Jenny. Hi Jenny, you're very welcome. Thank you for being on Nature Magic. As the listeners probably know, I'm in Kimbara in the west of Ireland. Um, Where are you Zooming us from today?
0: So I'm just outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico. So we're kind of a, a, we are desert on one side of the mountains and on the other side of the mountains it's forest. So I live in the forest, but I'm really close to the desert.
1: Oh my goodness, that's exciting. It's very good. And I came across Jenny through Facebook. And Mm -hmm. she has a fantastic business teaching kids nature. Uh, So would you like to give us a little bit of background about yourself and the business and all the things that you do? Sure.
0: So I'm a biologist by training. Um, I taught at the university level for about 13 years. I taught biology and ecology and absolutely loved it. And then when I had kids, I really wanted to recreate um, essentially the types of field experiences that I got at the college level. So I wanted to recreate going outside and collecting insects, taking data on plants, learning about how the ecosystems interconnected, but all doing it while outside and hands-on. Because I learned so much with those college levels, and I was like, man, what, what would I be now if I had those experiences as a kid? So in Nature Matters Academy, that's what we try to recreate. Um, We're all about learning about nature in our own backyards while practicing STEM skills and STEM confidence. But it's just really about getting outside, doing hands-on activities with nature and practicing science in the process.
1: Yeah, I actually really regret that I didn't have this material for my kids when they were a little bit younger. We can obviously use it from now on, but they're teenagers now. So on the Nature Matters Academy, you can download a free lesson as a sample Mm -hmm. and i did that that, and it is can you find the ovary of a flower the material is fantastic it's so engaging there's different levels so you can go from age three up to age 18 Um, Mm -hmm. and i really recommend everyone just going on there and printing out the free lesson and seeing what else you can get from there so um, it's very exciting and very thank you
0: yes yes we love the family-based learning at nature matters academy because i mean your your family is a great example there are so many kids that are far apart and um you want to you want them to learn together but an activity for 5 year is not going to be appropriate for a 10-year-old because a 10-year-old's going to get bored they're going to think it's below them and so we try to have one activity but then you can bring it up a few levels for the older kids keep it simpler for the younger kids but you're all outside as a family together, you know, learning together and doing something fun.
1: Exactly. I mean, this doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a lesson. This can be something, you, oh, what, what will we do at the weekend? Let's print off mm-hmm. um, that worksheet and go out to Cool Park yep. or the le- local Absolutely. nature sanctuary and do that because it's a whole lot of fun. And you find kids as sponges, you know, they really want all yes. this information. So h- how did you become a nature lover? Or do you remember where it kind of stemmed <laughs> from?
0: <laughs> well, I'm kind of that classic example where um, my parents just got us outside a lot. So during the summers, our vacations were camping. And during the school year, they um, they really encouraged us to go outside. But I don't know how much encouragement we needed because my brother and I were just, we were outside for hours at a time and playing all over the neighborhood. And so I'm just kind of that classic example where, I grew up spending a lot of time outside and um, I just kind of learned to love it from a young age.
1: And have you always been in New Mexico then?
0: No, actually I grew up in Texas. So we moved to New Mexico about five years ago. So um, the great thing about New Mexico, it has more public land. There's not a lot of public land in Texas. So for my kids, there's, it's, I mean, a hike is five minutes away. In Mm -hmm. Texas, it was, it was a bit harder to find a public trail
1: yeah how fabulous um i was in texas once and uh it is yeah, superb so yeah, yes. the state. do you have a favorite plant or animal i do well
0: you know i'm gonna be honest it probably switches from day to day or week to week depending on whatever we're seeing a lot of at the time right now we're seeing a lot of horned lizards and i love horned lizards so have you do you know what a horny toad is have you ever seen one no, I know what it is,
1: but I, I'm imagining what a horny lizard is horned, not a horny lizard. Horny to yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <We laughs> horned horned toads or horned lizards. So oh, we so call they them are horny toads. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes. Horny toad. Yeah, that's, the, that's the local, you know, vernacular or whatever. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> but um, they have really, really cool adaptations. So they're they're a little kind of a round lizard kind of round with like little legs so they look, kind of look like little turtles but they have a lot of spikes on their back but when they feel threatened they can squirt blood out of their eye oh um, which is awesome <laughs> and do they, um, they do also, that do they do they that can
1: or have you seen that not,
0: not very often not very often um, I, I, feel like I saw it once when I was a kid, but that could be just a story I made up in my head. I haven't seen it in a really long time. Yeah, that would definitely
1: um, frighten me if somebody Yes. Oh, yeah. to
0: Oh, absolutely. I'd be like, and done. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to mess with you. Um, but they also pretend to be dead. They have these really cool, cause, um, a lot of them live in desert, um, arid regions. And uh, so they can actually collect water and dew on their backs and then they have these little mini channels that are in their scales on their back and they can pump the front of their legs and it basically pumps the water up these channels in their back and into their mouths. It's insane. They and have that, some really, really cool adaptations.
1: That is really cool, amazing. Yeah. I must, I'm gonna Google them and have a look now. So the horny lizards and the horned toads. And what do mm-hmm. the horned toads do? To?
0: So they're both the same thing. So it's actually a lizard. Oh, so it's the same, it's so two horned, names for the same thing. Yes. Okay. Yes. Horned lizard or just what we grew up calling them is a horny toad. So, but yeah, it's a lizard.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, wow, <laughs> I know, it's confusing. That's a brilliant favorite animal. Well done. Um, yeah. so another question we ask people, um, do you feel spiritually connected to nature or have you had any spiritual experiences? In nature. Yeah,
0: I do. I am. Um, I'm actually religious, which is kind of odd. Most scientists aren't. Um, but I do feel I do feel more connected to my creator when I'm outside. And so that's kind of how I recharge. If I have time, I'm a mom. So there's not a lot of time to be outside by myself. But being outside by myself just helps me feel a little bit closer and a little bit more connected, you know, to yeah. the world around me. And um And then when I, you know, I get outside a lot with my kids. And so I kind of try to have a little alone time as they play. But that's, that's part of how I recharge and, you know, just feel connected to my creator outside.
1: Yeah. So in, so outside in your yard, for instance, is that desert or is it woodland? It's woodland.
0: It's a dry, um, it's a dry
1: woodland, Mm. Um, but it is, it
0: is the woodland, but the trees are um, pretty well adapted to um, low
1: levels of water. Mm, so what kind of trees? So
0: we have primarily, I live in a pinyon juniper woodland, so we have pinyon pines. Um, I don't know if you've ever had pine nuts, but pinion pine nuts, um, they come from the southwest, and then uh, juniper. We have lots of juniper
1: out here. So I love I'm sure juniper.
0: you guys probably have some too. Yeah, we um, have
1: juniper as well. I, I love juniper. So the pine nuts, can you harvest them yourself? Yes, actually, the kids, they... Um, so...
0: They have mast years, so they have some years when they produce a lot of seeds and some years when you see very, very few. Um, but this year so far is looking really good. And the kids for the last two weeks have been taking their little bags outside and they mm. go and they collect them. When they're playing outside, they'll just eat them while they're out there, which I love. It's kind of fun.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> so delicious and so nutritious as well. Yes. Yeah. And yes. have you had a regular year climate-wise this year or has it been hot or wet or... Oh you
0: know, um, so we've been here about five years, and so um, I feel like we're still kind of getting used to what that looks like.
1: Mm-hmm. but
0: in terms of it's it's been a relatively normal year. Uh, last year, I felt like we had a pretty bad drought because we typically have what we call the monsoons, which are these rains. We get afternoon showers during the months of like August and a little bit of July, and it's beautiful. We didn't have them last year, <laughs> but we had them again this year. So I was getting a little bit worried last year. I was like, oh my gosh. But we had them again this year, so it was good. Okay, so the monsoons
1: are they warmish rain or cold rain? Yeah, warmish, warmish rain. Warmish
0: rain, light showers. Like um, the kids will just go outside and play, and, th- and they don't last very long. They may last like twenty minutes or something, and then they're done for the day. That sounds um, like a spa. So,
1: sounds yeah, like it's, a spa. It's, yeah,
0: it's really nice. Okay. Honestly, the weather around here is pretty nice. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. Lots of
1: sunshine. Um, So do you have any suggestions for people, positive actions that people can take to help nature? I know you're in a different part of the world, but um, there's things we can all do, simple things maybe, if you had thought of anything you could suggest.
0: Yeah, um, so, so my big thing, I think there are so many great actions that people can take, but the ones that I really push... Um, are helping your kids learn about nature outside. So I'm sure you know this quote, Mary, it's um, you love what you know, and you care for what you love. So in order for us to care about anything, we have to love it. And we can't love something until we know it first. And so I feel like um, in terms of parents and just people in general, if you can just walk outside in your own backyard or to your local nature sanctuary, or to your local park, and just learn one thing, learn the name of one plant, learn the name of, you know, one insect, and use iNaturalist. iNaturalist is amazing. It's a really cool app to help you identify all those things, but I feel like if we can teach our kids just a little bit about nature and help introduce them to it, then they're, they're going to be more apt to care for it. And I, I, I talk a lot about how it's like meeting a new friend, Right. So the way that you develop relationships is you learn someone's name and then you spend time with them and then you get to know what they're like and what their personality is like. The same thing is true with what's right outside our door. Go outside, get to know the name of the tree and then you're going to learn its personality. When does it lose its leaves? When does it bloom? And as you learn those things, you're developing a relationship and then eventually um, you'll care for it. So that's
1: what I try and tell parents. Just go outside and learn one thing that's amazing I mean I just literally I thought I had made that quote up myself I didn't realize it was a quote because that's what I say to everybody <laughs> I obviously read it um, yeah, same page, Mary. <laughs> so, yes and thank you so much for um, telling me it was a quote or thank you so much whoever did say it the first time I, I don't know uh, who it originated with I've no. never seen all- Author of it, so so maybe it's just a general thing everybody's saying at the same time. Maybe so. That's exactly maybe what so. we try and do, you know, to bring people in so they fall in love. And also, I've just written a book about the borough Nature Sanctuary, the lockdown book. All the stuff we do. Uh, so when we yes. had time when we were locked down, and I have a whole section on labeling and plant blindness and just introducing, you know, if one label, mm-hmm. and we've just actually put labels yes. on the native trees and native plants around the. Mm-hmm. You know, just a simple normal thing so people can say oh look that's a spindle tree and then the next time they see it walking on the bar and they say oh hello spindle tree
0: yep. yeah
1: i know your name yep i love it oh I we're can't... on the same page mary this is great <laughs> totally the same page of the same book i think yes um, yeah, and that that brings us to in, to inspiring nature books um have you anything you'd like to recommend
0: so for parents i would definitely recommend anything by richard Louvre. He is, uh, as you well know, he is the guy who's kind of rekindled the passion for nature in the last 20 years or so. And his books are well written. They're well researched and they give a lot of great ideas. So for parents, that's what I would suggest. Um, in terms of just myself and personally, I love, um, I love essay books about nature. So, um, there's a guy, I don't know if you know, Ed Abbey, um, he's, um, a, famous author of stories of the Southwest. So his little short essays are just stories of him being outside and adventures that he has, Um, but he's talking about the local ecosystem and names the plants and talks about how they interact. So um, I think there's another book that I read called Animal Dialogues. I can't remember the author, but same sort of idea. Um, I really like the short essays, the short experiences of people outside in nature, and they explain what's going on around them as they're
1: having that experience. Mm -hmm. So that's, I, uh, I really love the book suggestions from the podcast because mm -hmm. everybody gets a different, um, suggestion. And we, you know, from, from your side of the world, we get something that we might never have come across before. So I'm really looking forward to looking that up. If you do
0: look up Ed Abbey, my favorite is Desert Solitaire. So he has a lot, he has a lot of books. He has some fiction and some, some essays, but desert solitaire is my favorite. So.
1: Okay, great. I'll right, check them out. Um, <laughs> if you had a magic wand, what is the one thing you do for the planet? Oh,
0: goodness. You know, that's what you- I had to think about. <laughs> 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 um, you know, honestly, I think there, there's so many struggles um, that relate around policy. And if I had a magic wand, I would right now just wave it. And there would be policy for climate change that was worldwide. And because I think climate change, as you well know, is in such an umbrella and it's affecting so many things. We're having more severe weather. Um, you know, agriculture is shifting all these things, the spread of disease. All these things are happening because our climate is changing. And so although I think it's important to get our kids outside and teach them about nature, I would rather have a good policy now. So that when our kids grow up, they still have the same ecosystems that we have now rather than, look, than them looking completely different because, you know,
1: climate zones have shifted. So that would be my, my one magic wand. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. And I mean, I think it is more achievable than it was before COVID because we're all connected now. Mm-hmm. Um, so a global, we can envisage a global law. Uh, whereas before we couldn't we were so in in some ways we're more connected i know in some ways we're you know disparate but uh, i think we're more
0: globally connected for sure
1: absolutely we
0: feel i think a little bit more isolated right now but we're definitely more globally connected and we're realizing that
1: yeah i mean if it wasn't for COVID, there's i don't think i would have had time to to talk to you or to look you up or to say wow i need to talk to jenny um, yes <laughs> so i'm grateful for that part of it anyway and everybody knows how to use zoom now and yes we so do funny. we're all pretty good at it yes <laughs> <laughs> and i even have a virtual background of some flowers Love it! Is I'm that so from fancy. the sanctuary yes it is so that's nice. bloody cranesville and that's some limestone pavement behind us so. beautiful 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 uh, I can disappear into that. So I really wanted to spend a bit of time, as, a bit more time, on the Nature Matters Academy. Actually, okay. Um, can you tell me the different sort of topics that you're that you have material on, and a little bit more about what's there for people when they go looking it up? Sure. So
0: we have um, we have curriculum bundles that we provide. Essentially, we we provide them as boxes. So in a box, you get you know the curriculum book as well as nature journals. Um, One part that I think makes us maybe a little bit different from say forest schools and whatnot is that we really focus on the academics. And so once kids are a little bit older, they're able to write and able to read. We focus on getting them outside, doing an activity, but then they reflect and they write on that activity. And so we really want that knowledge to kind of sink in. Plus it gives them something that they can go back and oh, what was the name of that beetle? Let me look it up. that kind of thing. So in our boxes comes our curriculum journals and the curriculum itself. And then uh, we also fill them full of whatever the kids need. So the latest one that we just had is um, all about insects. So it's eight lessons and each lesson you're going through essentially a different order of insects. So you're learning different adaptations, but in the box we provide insect nets and little insects, you know, those little tiny butterfly cages that expand that the kids can put in their backpacks and little magnifying glasses where they can look for, look closely at beetles or whatever. And um, the other thing that makes our curriculum a little bit different is the last lesson of every unit is some type of social-emotional lesson. So our goal is to really help kids become personally connected with nature. And so they'll learn about insects for, you know, eight weeks. And then that last lesson, so for example, this one, we're talking about metamorphosis. So they learn about the process of metamorphosis but then we ask them, "Well, how does that apply to your life? You know, in what ways have you changed over time? COVID's a great example of this. How did this influence you? How are you different now than you were before?" And the idea is to help kids, like, you know, create their own metaphor. Right? I am like nature because nature does this, and I've done this. And even though it's different, it's still very much the very much the same. You know, in our gardening, we have a gardening that's all about the science of growing. Um, our last lesson is about growth mindset, and we talk about how you plant certain garden certain flowers in your garden, and you want to maintain those. Those are good, healthy thoughts. But then you have weeds that grow in your garden. Those are negative thoughts. We need to be purposeful about pulling those weeds and pulling those negative thoughts. And so we, you know, it's fun. We try to relate nature specifically to us as people, so that we can kind of weave in those connections a little bit more closely. So, um, so yeah, those are a few of the things that we do. So we have the curriculum boxes. And parents will purchase those and do them on their own. We also have a program. So in the program, essentially what we do is I go through the lessons with them and their kids. And so for eight weeks, we're on Zoom and I'm teaching the kids, we're talking about it. And so they have a little bit more of a direct access mm-hmm. with a scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, and in addition to that, I also help parents go through this process of um, connecting their kids to nature. So. How can they set up their own family nature legacy? Because, I mean, as parents, we all know this, all of our cultures look different as individual families. And one family might be the rock climbing family, right? And the other family might be the gardening family. And they create their own nature legacy, but in different ways. And so um, we essentially, we take the kids through a curriculum, but we also help the parents to create create that legacy, so. Uh it's fun. We have a good time.
1: <laughs> God, it's giving me shivers. It's, it's just sounds so good. Um, and even the weeding out the weeds, I had put that in my mm. book as well for a simple meditation. <laughs> we don't yes. get negative thoughts. <laughs> so I can send you that lesson if you want it, Mary. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. I think I, I need, I think everyone needs it. Let's get them out. <laughs> Um, So, would this actually relate to Ireland or the UK time-wise and species-wise, would it be the same, Um, would we be able to use your curriculum boxes? Absolutely, so it is, it's topic-specific,
0: not species-specific, so the idea is anyone um, around the country, because we've worked with people in the UK, Um, before and so the idea is that we're all talking about grasshoppers that Mm -hmm. week. It's just you study a grasshopper in your backyard in the UK and we we do it here in the US. So
1: great. Oh that that that's really good. Mm -hmm. Um Jenny, it was really I'm gonna say fantastic. I was trying not to say it on this (laughs) episode. I said it too many times (laughs) last time. But it was fantastic talking to us. And I hope we can I hope we can have you on again at some stage, maybe in a your six months time and just see Absolutely. how you're, yeah, how you're progressing with the Nature Master Academy, which seems Thank like you. yes, exactly um what's needed these days. And for people who are stuck at home with their kids and even just for the weekends, if you don't know what to do with a couple of little ones and um, go to the local park and you'd be surprised they love ticking off things and filling in things and writing in a very nicely presented workbook material that, that I printed out the sample of. So I imagine the curriculum boxes are, are fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you very much, Jenny. And we'll put any notes and links um, in the show notes and your website address. And how can people contact you or engage with you if they want to?
0: Great. So probably one of the best ways to engage with me is in my Facebook group. So if people are on Facebook, the group is called Getting Kids Outside and Learning About Nature. And um, that is where we have weekly STEM activities, weekly STEM nature activities based on the season. We have weekly just ideas for getting outside and having fun outside. We do boot camps um, every two months or so where I basically just train parents on how to create nature challenges that they can also make academic. So. So that's probably one of the best ways, but also my website, naturemattersacademy.com. There's a contact link there and it has my email address. So email's good too, but Facebook is probably one of the best ways.
1: Yeah. So anyone listening here in the UK or, I mean, we do have listeners in the States as well, but in the UK or Ireland um, can get on your Facebook group. So what's the Facebook group again?
0: It's called Getting Kids Outside and Learning About Nature. If you you just put getting kids outside
1: it'll pop up okay getting kids outside um thank you you so much and please stay in touch and come and visit us if you're ever if we're ever able to go anywhere on (laughs) airplanes someday i hope to see you over here in camp yes thank you jenny i hope you enjoyed my chat with the lovely jenny if you like the nature magic podcast please subscribe and give us a rating it really helps with our reach and of course, tell all your friends or send them a link. Borough Nature Sanctuary is open Fridays to Sundays at the moment. We would love to see you in person or hear from you if you have any comments. Our website is boroughnaturesanctuary.ie and please follow Borough Nature Sanctuary on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And if you'd like to reach out to us, please email me at mary at